So we're in the middle of talking about the Tzemach Tzedek accepting the Nesias, which we said he accepted on Shavuos about six months after the Yisthalkos of the Mikkel Rebbe. Now after that Shavuos, there were very, the Altar Chassidim and Rabbanim, they divided the responsibility among themselves to be Mo'ayder, to arouse all the Chassidim throughout Russia to connect themselves with the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek. But at the same time, these Altar Chassidim realized that they themselves, they lacked true and proper hiskashrus, the connection to the Rebbe, a chassid to a new Rebbe. And we spoke about this before, the idea that, you know, you connected yourself to a certain tzaddik, and then that tzaddik passes away, and what, you're just supposed to move on? You, you were with this tzaddik, this, this tzaddik was your, was your Rebbe for, for 30, 40 years, and then what? Oh, yeah, you got a new Rebbe. It's very hard for someone like, so, so for some people. And we're going to see in, in the next story that it took some of these Altar Chassidim, who were great, great Chassidim, it took some of them three years of constant work to accomplish this. In 1831, many Rabbanu traveled from their communities to the Rebbe in Lubavitch for another Shavuos. Uh, some of them remained until after Parshas Nosei. So on their way home, six of these very Chashiv Chassidim and Rabbanim who were traveling together, there was Rabbi Isaac Kumler, um, and then there was two brothers, Rabbi Moshe Velenker and Rabbi Zev Velenker, Rabbi Zalman Zezmer, Rabbi Pesach Malestovker, and Rabbi Kusio Lepler. They stopped off in Dubrovna to visit the very famous Rav and Chosid Rabbi Nechemi of Dubrovna. He had not been to Lubavitch to see the Tzemach Sedek since he became Rebbe. This is Rabbi Nechemi. Um... Well, we'll see right now. Rav Nechemia told them, he said, the Rebbe, he meant the Alpha Rebbe, appeared to me in a dream and asked me, why don't you have a Rav, meaning a Rebbe? You must appoint someone as your Rav. And I asked him, who should I take as my Rav? And the Rebbe replied, Avram Avinu was the first person to begin correcting the world. And although Noyach was a tzaddik, as we know very famously. Noyach was a big tzaddik. So this, his level, was the level before Tikkun, meaning before Matan Torah. And he was called Noyach. Noyach means he will comfort us. This one will comfort us. Um, in, in the world of Tikkun, there's two different worlds. There's Tikkun, and we'll see, we'll see soon. Uh, so in the world of Tikkun, we put a men before and after Noyach. So if you have a Nun and a Ches, and then you put a men before and after, what does that spell now? You have a, again, you have, this is Noyach. You put a men before and a men after. Menachem. So he said, he will comfort us at this time. And Rabbi Nechemia is talking to this group of Hasidim and he says, I understand from this that I need to travel immediately to, Rab- to Lubavitch and I, and I will do so for this coming Shabbos, Parshish Ba'aleizcha. Because obviously the Alter Rebbe was referring to his grandson, Menachem, right? Menachem Mendel, the Samasadek. And he says, the purpose of my visit, my visit will be to accept him as my Rebbe. Rabbi Nechemia's revelation of what the Alter Rebbe told him in the dream and the decision that he made as a result of the dream, it made such a big impression on him 
on the group that they decided then and there, we're going to go, we just came from Lubavitch, right? We're going to turn around and go right back to Lubavitch because we also never truly connected ourselves to the new Rebbe in the proper way. And that Shabbos, the Tzemach Tzedek said, three Maimarim in their honor because these six great Hasidim plus Reb Nechemi of Dubrovna came back. And to Hasidim, this Shabbos is called the Shabbos of Keser Penini. Um, because it was on this Shabbos, even the most outstanding of the Alter Rebbe's and the middle of Rebbe's Hasidim, it was on that Shabbos that they connected themselves to the Rebbe, the Tzemach Now, although they already considered themselves Hasidim of the Tzemach a little earlier, but it wasn't with a true connection until this Shabbos. The news that Harav Menachem Mendel had finally agreed to become Rebbe, so it spread quickly throughout Russia, and as expected, all of the Mitzvah Rebbe's Hasidim, they welcomed the news that Baruch Hashem, we have a Rebbe. However, this excitement wasn't just for the Mitzvah Rebbe's Hasidim alone. Because the Tzemach Hasidim's greatness wasn't a secret known only to Lubavitchers, the people who come into Lubavitch. It was well known to many. And even those who had not been Hasidim of the Mitzvah Rebbe knew about his greatness. And one of the most Hashiv of these was, we mentioned it before, Reb Aaron Shashela, who, until the Alter Rebbe's second arrest, had been one of the Alter Rebbe's greatest Talmidim. After the Alter Rebbe's Histalkos, he began teaching Hasidus in his own style, mistakenly believed that he was following the derech of the Alter Rebbe. Now, since some of the Alter Rebbe's Hasidim didn't understand the depth, how deep the middle of Rebbe's Hasidus was, so they became Hasidim of Rebbe Aaron Shoshala. When he heard that Harav Menachem Mendel accepted the Nesias, he told these Hasidim that he was very pleased that the Alter Rebbe's grandson was now the Rebbe, because he had reason to believe that the Tzemach Sedek's Maimorim would, would not be as long and deep as, his, as, as the middle of Rebbe's Maimorim were. And that, which would be like a closer style to the Maimorim of the Alter Rebbe. So a few months later, San Shemini Atzeres of the following year, Reb Aaron Shoshala was Nisnalik. And his Hasidim wanted a Rebbe. And there wasn't really a clear indication of who should be the next Rebbe after Reb Aaron Shoshala. And remembering how excited he was that Harav Menachem Mendel, the Tzemach became the next Rebbe of Chabad, Lubavitch. Um, especially, there were still Hasidim who were originally Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe. So he decided to become Hasidim of the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek. Um, there were other, Rebbe Aaron Shoshela's son also like became like a Shtikl Rebbe. Some people went to him, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't last a long time. Because he was nowhere near the, the greatness of his father. In Taka, as the years went on, more and more even from all backgrounds throughout Russia and the surrounding areas, they heard about the Tzemach Sadek's greatness and they accepted him as the Rebbe and became his Hasidim. And even those who didn't become his Hasidim, they recognized his greatness and many came to Lubavitch to see and speak to him. So there were many people who came to Lubavitch to see and speak to him. So the following is a description of someone who was a non-Chassid Yid, right, who visited the Tzemach Sedek in 
1847, which was almost 20 years after he became Rebbe. So this is what he writes, and this, again, this person is not a chassid who's writing this. It's a Friday night, everyone gathered in the Rebbe's base medrash to hear him say a mimer. The shul was full, and the chassidim were discussing different topics among themselves. Some were reviewing the teachings of the Rebbe, others were discussing his miracles and similar things. And there was like a sense of friendship and brotherhood. It was, you could feel it in the crowd. And all of a sudden there was a hush. Everyone was quiet. Uh, someone had obviously given the word that the Rebbe was about to come. And the Rebbe walks into his place. And he has a very high platform that he was able to stand on. arranged in a way that everyone could hear. On his right side were his sons. And Rebbe Shalom, Rebbe Chaim Shneer Zalman, and Rebbe Yosef Yitzchak. On his left were his sons, Rebbe Yehuda Leib. Reb Yisrael Noyach, along with the famous Chassid, Reb Hillel Parager. I, I remember Maharaj is not mentioned. Now, he wasn't married at the time. It's possible he didn't get a spot up there because he wasn't married. I, I don't know for sure. Anyways, uh, so the guy continues writing. He says, it was, it was such a sight to see the Rebbe was dressed in his white robe and shrimal, and his face was like a malach el after the mimer, the minion dive in Kabbalah Shabbos, but instead of going home after Kabbalah Shabbos was over to eat the, to eat the Shabbos meal, everyone s- stood right where they were to start reviewing the mimer, trying to understand it better. While some chassidim remained in the Rebbe's base medrash to view it among, like, among themselves, many of them followed the Rebbe's sons outside, and each son would review the mimer in his own house or in one of the local shuls next to his house. And people would choose to go to whichever son they wanted to go to. Now, although all of the sons were respected by the Hasidim, it was evident that each one had many Hasidim who were closer to him than the others, right? Which is why after the Semachsedek's Histalkos, every one of them automatically had Hasidim immediately. Because you, the, every Hasid was like closer to this son than to that son. That's just how it was. Anyways, the guy continues writing in his diary. On Shabbos day, they reviewed the mimer again, but this time, almost all of the Hasidim went to the Yehudalev's house. Which is why, by the way, you should just know, after the Semach Sadek's Histalkus, Kapus was the biggest Hasidus out of all the brothers. It was bigger than all the other groups combined. Kapus was massive. The Rebbe's household made sure that every visitor had a place to sleep, food to eat. And in fact, they, they gave money to each person to be able to rent a room. And one of the Rebbe's grandsons noticed me, a stranger, and personally invited me for the meal. That's what this guy wrote. Now, while Shabbos and Yom Tif were nice times for the Rebbe to say a mimer, in general, um, because, in, because during the weekday, people have business and this, and it's very hard to concentrate. But Shabbos and Yom Tif, it's great. But not every mimer was set on Shabbos and Yom Tif. Sometimes they were set on a weekday. However, during the big market days that took place once in a while in Lubavitch, the days that many Hasidim would be engaging and buying and um, selling, there was a noticeable change in the Tzemach Tzedek's regular schedule if he planned to say a mimer that day. So then he would say the mimer either mamish all the way in the morning by Alesa Shachar, by dawn, a few hours before the market would open. And a time he knew would be good for all the people that were doing business. No one's working at, at, at Alesa Shakar. So the best time to do it is when, when no one's working. And as such, the, the hour 
uh, at that hour of the morning, no one was faced with, with the choice, oh no, do I listen to the mimer or do I go make a parnasa? And since it was still dark then, they would light a lantern so that the chassidus could see the Rebbe while he was saying the mimer. Um, and we're going to continue tomorrow.